Hey, welcome to season three of Workplace Trends with Liz Elon. For this season, we're concentrating on the real estate industry. Let's talk about the future of everything real estate. And if you want to learn more about the flexible workspace industry or the future of co-working, you should be following us at gcuc.co. That is our website. You can sign up for our mailing list. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and you can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Liz Elam, E-L-A-M, which is also male spelled backwards. So there you go. Interesting fact. Okay, let's get to it. Workplace Trends with Liz Elam starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Workplace Trends. I am so excited to have Melissa Shiloh with us. She is JLL America Solutions Lead for Flex Workspace. That sounds like a hefty lift there, Melissa. <laughs> but before we get into that, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's a pleasure, you know, to talk about Flex Workspace with you. You're a guru in this industry and I'm I'm just thrilled to be a part of this. So oh. everything's great. And it's Friday right before some holidays and, you know, we're going to enjoy some time. I love it. I love it. Well, great. I'm so glad you're doing well. This pandemic wasn't easy for everybody. So if you get to say that you're doing great, then you're lucky. So tell us a little bit about this hefty role at JLL and how you landed there. Oh, great question. Um, actually, I just got goosebumps when you asked me because it's <laughs> been quite the journey. So with um, with my role as a solutions lead for JLL Flex Americas, we work with landlords and institutional investors to develop flexible workspace strategies and solutions for their assets and across their portfolios, which as we know, you know, flexible workspace takes so many different shapes and forms. So, you know, the the evolution or is it a revolution of flexible workspace and co-working over the last decade, landlords have really started to open up and think, well, how can I, you know, present a flexible strategy inside of my asset that allows the user to continually be evolving as an incubator, if you will, throughout the asset as their business grows. So, you know, JLL really wanted to answer that question question for, you know, all of their clients to say, look, we can help you incorporate a flexible workspace strategy, whatever that looks like for your building, whatever's right for that asset. And that's what I help work on with this incredible team that we've built here in the Americas. I love it. I love it. Yeah. There's so much demand for that right now. I bet you are crazy busy. I can't believe it. You know, we've been in co-working a long time, serviced mm-hmm. offices. I'm an old school serviced office girl. And it took a minute for it to become sexy, you know, in the early, you know, <laughs> 2010s and 2014. And now the the lift, if you will, that, you know, what this last year has really created for us. I have never worked harder in my life. And that is, it took a pandemic to make that happen and really turn the eyes on to flexible workspace. But it's, it has been incredible. I have, I have never worked harder, but I've never enjoyed my life more. You know, I've come from the service office industry. I've seen that evolution happen when there were only just a couple of global providers in, in, uh, across the world and to this sexy new being that sort of came in in 2010 and this, you know, delivery of all of these other, you know, smaller providers and national providers that have exponentially grown over the last decade. And, you know, having worked for a global provider, you know, in 2017, I stepped away and started my own consulting business, which was another evolution, not only for me, but also in, in Flex Workspace, because it sort of turned the corner into this real co 
quirky environment. And then, you know, how did I get to JLL? And coming back to your original question is like, well, Melissa Ansley and I, you know, we co-founded this co-working consultancy and uh, JLL came knocking and said, look, we want to answer the this question for our for our clients. We think that you two could come over and help us do that. So that's how we got here. <laughs> I love it. And I love that it's two women. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's so great. So, you know, this, this series and workplace trends is really focused on the real estate industry. How do mm-hmm. you view the real estate market changing post-COVID? Like I was just I'm looking at the New York Times article about how office space is really getting hit in New York. Like, what do you see for the real estate office industry? You know, no, there's there's a lot of vacancy right now in the market and this is where the the world starts to turn a little bit and it's not just New York we're seeing that all over the country we're seeing in, in other parts of the world as well where we're going to see some gaps form in markets that you wouldn't normally get to see that and that's where I think the beauty of you know evolution and disruption happens where everyone's now starting to look how do we activate these spaces differently how do we think about what we've done for the last century differently and you know where everyone you know you would have brokers who would say look we're you know minimum term is a 10-year deal well that's now turned on its head you know occupiers are looking for flexible solutions for two three five years and that is sort of the strategy that I see that's going to be moving forwards in corporate real estate is it's it's going to change and it's going to become more flexible well and I say bravo I feel like that industry was ripe for a disruption. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was stale. I feel like it wasn't innovating. And I feel like the pandemic put a nail in that coffin. Mm -hmm. And I think it was an archaic model that only helped the guy at the top. And now it's like workers are getting a choice, companies are getting a choice, and they're demanding it. Absolutely. And it's almost forced the hands of occupier clients also to reinvigorate their corporate internal strategies on how their employees are utilizing their real estate and occupying that you know the real estate and we're going to absolutely move towards and force their hand regardless like no if you they didn't have a home work from home strategy they have one now and you know will that continue for every company no but the majority of companies can't go backwards to where where they were before the pandemic. And so they've they've had to incorporate how do we keep that talent? And and before it was around, you know, creating a, a, a little bit of flexible working, but now it's not just one day a week at home. We're seeing that, you know, employees want to see a couple of days a week at home and really sort of incorporating a hybrid office environment and workplace strategy. And um, And those who didn't have it before, have it now and now it will be sort of almost a 1.2 is now how do we do this post covid how do we do this post pandemic how do how do we continue you know these work strategies beyond Yeah. And I think, you know, it's so interesting. There was so much um, press for a little while that was like, is office dead? Is office dead? And for, to me, office isn't dead, but old, poorly designed office and archaic financial structures are dead. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. I don't, I do not think that the office is dead. You know, we are starting to reach fatigue in the work from home, in the work from home system. Um, Oh, I've gone way past fatigue. (laughs) 
I, and I look, and I, I'm, I'm an, I isolate. I'm an isolator. So I, when I came out of the corporate office in 2017, I could, you couldn't have dragged me out of my home office at all. Period. I was so happy. I had my dog at my feet. I loved every minute of it. Minute of it. Even my, even now, and I started to feel it last year that I was so isolated that I was craving, um, you know, other human human interaction in a corporate environment, meaning that I wanted to talk about business with others. I wanted to engage and have that sense of community. I know that we couldn't do that. And that's, I think, what brought what happened for me personally during the pandemic was I wanted to be around people because I had been isolated for so long. And so I can't imagine coming straight at, but I had had, you know, two and a half years before the pandemic hit working from home. So, I can't imagine going straight from the office straight to home and then and you know then really missing your your that boat that colleague interaction you know with flex we've always been thinking about healthier living and working strategies you know we we're really the flexible workspace industry was sort of ahead of that game and it sort of made that sort of progress a little bit. We've always been using, you know, technology in ways to to be a flexible worker and I think that that has really bubbled up to the top for a lot of these other um, corporations and um, and buildings and, you know, they're now have, having to up-level what they've got to offer, you know, in throughout their asset. Yeah. The office is not dead. The office no. is not dead. Actually, JLL did a study that 79% of the workforce aspire to be back in the office at least once a week. Well, I mean, if you think about it, one of the worst punishments we can hand out is solitary confinement. Guess where we have all been? That's so true. I didn't think of that. I like a little bit of solitary, but even I'm (laughs) to have a little bit of, um, you know, the four wall, you know, kind of closing in on me. So I, I get it. And I, yeah. so I, I really feel for everyone who really struggled through last year being away from the, the, you know, their teams. Yeah, absolutely. Like we need human connection and mm-hmm. we have a loneliness epidemic on our hands and sending yeah. everyone home to work, you know, we had to do it for health reasons, but that's not the long-term solution. No, look, and, you know, JLO does a lot of study on this and that's the beauty of working for such a huge organisation is that we're able to go out to the market, we're able to go out to our occupiers and, um, you know, corporate solutions clients and, you know, find out really what's happening out there on the ground and 63% of, you know, employees, they want to come back to the office in in some way, shape or form and also work from a third workplace or their home. So, you know, the office is never going to go away. It's absolutely going to be that hub where you can communicate, collaborate with your colleagues and have those meetings one-on-one because I think that what we've found in, in this certainly and I have found over this last year, we're back-to-back in meetings now and you'll have a meeting with one person and then you'll have a meeting with another person and all of a sudden you're at three o'clock in the afternoon and you haven't you haven't stepped away from your computer because you're having all of these different interactions that you would normally engage with others during the workday in an office. So, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised that 79% of, of you know, in the, I guess the, the metrics for this um, survey said that they want to get back into the office. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, having a home office is a privilege, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're probably not in an ergonomic chair. You probably don't have a sit-stand desk. Your acoustics probably aren't perfect. And, right. you know, we're all used to the doorbell now and the dog barking and distraction. It's just not the right place. And for me, your home should be your haven. 
not yeah. your workplace. Yeah. And so we're seeing productivity levels have, have skyrocketed during the pandemic for these companies because that's absolutely true. You know, we sit here and, you know, our kitchens are in the next room. Mm-hmm. Our bedrooms are right behind us. Um, I'm sitting on a stool, which I love, by the way, and I've got my very... <laughs> I've got my very desk. Oh, know, I have my very desk as well. I love it. Like I have, I, I'm, a, I'm so in love with it. And I like to sit at 38 inches. So yes. I love that component of it. But in actual fact, what happens is that you actually don't get that that time to step away. And because you can get really, what well, I would say, sucked into working you know, 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, that's what happens because you're in meetings until three and that's when the real work starts. Yeah. And you say, okay, now I've got to do all the work from all the meetings that I just had. Exactly. And so your productivity, I mean, productivity has, has escalated substantially. Right. Um, but now we're sort of getting to that point is like, wow, we've got to, we, now we're, everyone's aching for a change and it's going to be going back into the office. Yeah, 100%. So we figured out the office is not dead, um, that it was time for a disruption. Yeah. Is flex the biggest trend we're going to see in real estate this decade? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about flex for, you know, decades ourselves, right? But it's it's always been in the minds of others that it was for the small business, mm-hmm. the freelancers, the satellite team. We all have kegs have and kombucha. Right. Now, you know, it's really turned uh, where large companies, you know, I mean, large companies account for one third of the industry revenue and they're looking, it's not about the one to 10 person business anymore. It is about getting 50 people into these spaces and they're, you know, this hub and spoke models, you know, these flexible strategies that these companies are adopting, I believe is the biggest the biggest trend in real estate. And and it's sort of kept everyone on their toes, like, okay, what's going to happen now? And how am I going to, as a broker, make my my money that I would have made normally in a in a traditional real estate sense? So everything is really starting to change and disrupt. And flex is the biggest trend in real estate this decade. Flex and the input in in the and in the delivery of technology solutions to allow you to work flexibly. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it's all supported by tech. And I just want to bring us back real quick because I know not everybody understands hub and spoke and hybrid, and I know you do. So if you don't mind, could you just give us a quick what the hub and spoke and hybrid are to the corporate users? Yeah. So in terms of hub and spoke, it means that the headquarters is sort of sits in the middle and the dispersed workforce, so the, the workforce doesn't actually have to come into that, that centralized area um, or that that headquarters, if you will, but there are multiple ways of which those employees can work around that headquarters. And that might be in different cities. It might be in the same city, but just in a dispersed way where, um, and this is what, you know, JLL is working on, you know, this with corporate occupiers is how do you keep those people um, activated so that they can still incorporate, you know, that headquarter culture, if you will, but outside of that headquarter environment. And so you'll have multiple areas or cities in which you would be working outside of that corporate headquarters. So more of a hub and spoke around the perimeter, if you will, of that headquarter. And in terms of hybrid, it's really about multiple ways of working for the employee. So it's 
being able to go into the office if you wanted to go into the office and then be able to go into a third workplace or work from home. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for that. And one of the things we've heard a lot during the pandemic and actually wrote a LinkedIn post about it is don't waste a crisis. So how can we not waste this crisis? Yeah, that's a a good question, isn't it? How do we we not waste this crisis? I think that we have if nothing else, have worked out what works for us. What is, what works for me? Well, how do I like to work? I told you I like to work 38 inches and sitting on a stool. (laughs) Some people like to sit on a couch um, in the nook of the couch, in the L of the couch with their laptop on their their knees. Some like to work in cafes and third workplaces. Like how are you most effective? And I think that by incorporating and because I think the mind's We've come, we're years ahead of schedule now. We've like, it's progressed so far uh, that we couldn't have, we couldn't have have created this trajectory in Flex Workspace in 12 months if we tried without, without what we've, without the crisis. So how do we take what, what we love and the ways that we work and continue to adopt them so that we're, we're keeping that happiness through our work? work day. Yeah, and, you know, absolutely. That might be taking your laptop out and getting a, you know, a breath of fresh air and going and sitting in that cafe and getting that sort of atmosphere from there or going into a corporate office because you can communicate with your colleagues there. And I think that, you know, maximize that now because now more than ever, those concepts will be adopted by, you know, companies and um, and corporations. Yeah. And on the flip side, we've seen that if people don't allow their workers to have that flexibility, they're voting with their feet and just quitting. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there are companies that hadn't, like I said before, hadn't adopted that, you know, flexible workspace strategy. And, and now the talent is there and they want to work. You know, they want their dog bum on their, <laughs> on their, sitting on their feet. I know I do. <laughs> Mine is snoring peacefully in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I love yeah. it. And, and, um, and that's how I think that we've got to, you know, speak up as well and say, look, this is what works for me. This is what's right for my mental health. This is what's right. This is what I need out of this corporation and this business unit that I'm working for. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought up mental health because it perfectly dovetails into my next question is what did you learn during the crisis in regards to your mental health that you're going to make sure you can continue to deploy post COVID? I never took a vacation when I worked. Shame on you. And for 10 years, I didn't take time off. I would go away, but I would always be at my computer. And not to say that that has changed that much, but what I have done is I've, I've changed up my work environment. And, you know, speaking to what works for me, what works for me is I need to, and it took a little while. I've, I'm Australian. I grew up with water surrounding the country. Right. So I came into Atlanta 10 years ago and didn't really feel the difference of being landlocked to, to, which was interesting to many people I would speak to and, and by not seeing the beach every day. And it took 10 years, but I have been craving water around me so much. And I was in DC early this year. We opened a location up there and it's amazing. And I was on the wharf and District Wharf is one of the, the most incredible developments. But before that, I was aching for water. So I went down to Fort Lauderdale and I am continually, every three months, I have made it a discipline, if you will, to get out of whatever it is that I'm doing, wherever it is that I am and going to the water. And so for me, I need to see the ocean. And so I'm going to continue that. And on Sunday, I will be in the car driving with my dog 
down a Fort Lauderdale again. And I can't wait. I love it so much. I am the same. My part of Florida that I go back to over and over again is called Seacrest. It's kind of in between Seaside and Rosemary Beach. I love that area. And it just feeds my soul. It was the first place as soon as I could go and meet my girlfriends, that's where we went. Because there is just something about the calming effect of the waves. And I just love it so much. And that's the thing. You got to find that thing that feeds your soul and re-energizes as you and go to it. And I'm so glad that you've implemented it. That's going to be a game changer for you. It and really, I, it has been. Yeah. And, and, and I wasn't, like I said, I was in a corporate office for so long and really didn't feel like I could step away. Mm-hmm. Um, and now but I think we have more freedom. And it's yeah. proven though, that the people that take vacations actually do better in their careers Wow! because you need that time to step back and re-energize and step away and give you a fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. So yeah, take more vacations always. It reminds me of, I posted a hilarious meme I'd seen on social and it was basically like US vacation notice. Hey, I'm having kidney surgery, but you can still reach me on my cell phone and I'll check email twice a day. (laughs) And then it was like (laughs) European vacation notice. Hey, I've gone hiking for the next two months. You can't reach me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny because it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been that person, which is, hey, I've got that. I'm going to be taking some time off, or I'm going to be on a plane for 36 hours to Perth, Western Australia. Uh, but by all means, re- email me or text me, and I would always be available. And it does create a few monsters, I got to tell you. But but I'm I'm changing that. I I'm trying to change that. And they say that there's a work life balance apparently, and um, I don't know whether or not there's. <laughs> I think there's a fusion. I don't know if it's it's one or the other, but but I'm getting there. And, well, um, one thing I heard early on that I love and I implement is you teach people your availability. Yes. And like, I might check email twice a day. It's like, if you really want to reach me, then you'll use the cell phone. If you send me an email, it's clearly not urgent. Right. Uh, I've not adopted that. I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty glued. I'm pretty glued. But you know what? We, we have the technology and that's the beauty with the technology is that we literally have everything at our fingertips mm-hmm. as we walk away from our as walk away from our computers and we have to we have to walk away we have yeah. to walk away and I'm looking forward to seeing the ocean um, it hasn't been that long between drinks I've got to say it's been I came back from DC at the beginning of May after spending pretty much all year from the second of January there and it's so May so I didn't make three months <laughs> May <laughs> two and then I'm off to see the water again so. Um, you never know this might you. be a, a every two month thing great i love to hear that i love that you're taking care of your mental health and that you've yes. rediscovered the ocean and thank you so much for your time this morning melissa it was so great to get to chat with you and i'm super looking forward to seeing you as soon as we can announce a juicy we know we're going to see you there and i'm excited yes. about that i'm excited too thank you so much for having me Of course. All right, y'all. Join us for the next Workplace Trends and we will see you soon. Thank you for joining us for Workplace Trends. We are so excited that you joined us. Please make sure you hit the subscribe button and follow us to learn more about the future of work, the future of co-working and the flexible workspace industry. We'll see you next time for season four.